Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I'm joined by Katie Midwinter as we'll be previewing some of the action at Fairy House this Easter weekend where of course the feature race will be the Irish Grand National taking place on Easter Monday. But before we get into that, Katie, how are things with you? I hear you've been on your travels the last week or so. Yeah, it's been quite a busy week. Uh, last weekend, I was at Henry de Bromed's yard with Pimlico Racing. That was an incredible experience. It was uh, really great there. I got to meet some stable stars, and Moya Len, uh, two Gold Cup winners in Atutad and Manila Indo. And yeah, it's just an incredible place, amazing staff. And it was a brilliant morning on the gallops and, and seeing the, the yard. And then yesterday, of course, um, the Lambon Open Day was a, a really nice uh, event. Sun shining. It was a, a, just a beautiful day. Nice family day out as well. Lots of activities there. Say so the highlight for me yesterday was uh, Nicky Henderson's yeah, I was getting to see uh, Altio. Of course, he'd been really ill um, only a few weeks ago. And so it was uh, it was wonderful to get to see him back to, to full health and, and looking so well. Yeah, he really was. I, I actually was there too yesterday at Lambourne Open Day. Never been before. One of those things that I'd always wanted to go to, but just hadn't had time uh, to get around and visit visit it. But um, no, I really enjoyed it. As you say, Nicky Henderson's yard was definitely the standout for me, seeing the likes of Constitution Hill, um, Chishkin, Altior, Sprinter Sacra, Epiton, Marie's Rock. So many brilliant horses. My personal favourite was actually meeting Mr. Coffee. Um, I love that horse. He's an absolute nutcase. But, um, yeah, he was quite friendly towards me yesterday. He gave him a stroke and a pat. He told me he's going to run a good race in the Grand National. He said he was going to be a good boy, be on his best behaviour. So, yeah, hopefully um, he'll run well in the National. Um, Katie, as well as Nicky Henderson, uh, there was plenty of other yards uh, open at Lambourne for the morning yesterday. Uh, did you visit any others? Yeah, I actually really enjoyed visiting Oliver Signey's yard. Um, it was it was lovely. They had all the jockey silks up. Uh, just a small yard, but lots of horses there. Um, and they put up um, notes about the horses with little fun facts about them, their likes and dislikes and, and their stable names, um, what they call them around the yard. And they also had an Easter egg hunt for the children, um, which was lovely. They had to answer some questions about the yard and the different horses. So it was really lovely there. Yeah, it was just, like I say, very well planned, very well organised. I'll definitely probably uh, go again next year. And if you haven't been, make sure you do go. Maybe take some non-racing related people with you. That, Like I say, it was very educational, very well organised, a uh, bit of fun as well. Not too expensive, it only cost me £15 a ticket. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really good fun. And then if you want to stay on for the afternoon as well, they have like a little bit of a, like a village fate kind of atmosphere. So highly recommended but during the afternoon um in nico de boinville ap mccoy among others they were schooling and they did a bit of show jumping as well so that was uh it was really nice for the for the children and for everyone else to see and of course i have to mention as well seeing the great constitution hill parading that was definitely one of the highlights and one of my favorite horses in shishkin getting to see him up close he was in in great form as well he looked like he was biting you he had a little nibble, yeah. <laughs> I was trying not to touch him because we weren't supposed to, but um, yeah, he had a little little nibble. 
Yeah, he was definitely a cheeky one. I think I got a picture with him with his tongue out. So, yeah, he's definitely a little bit of uh, a rascal. But anyway, you don't want to hear about our day at Lambourne. You want to know about what we're going to be putting up at Fairy House over the next couple of days. And the first race we're going to go to um, is on Sunday at Fairy House. It's the 2.35. It's the Irish Stallion Farms EBF Honeysuckle Mares Novice Hurdle, a Grade 1 contest. And Astro Diamond is your favourite, 5-2. to two. We've then got Magical Zoe at 4-1. to one. Uh, Halka Du Talbot at 8, along with Night and Day. Princess Zoe's 9s and bigger are the rest. Um, quite a competitive field, this, Katie. 16 runners. Um, who did you like? Well, I think Astro Diamond has the best form in the race. She finished behind Marie National and Antisil Vega. She missed Cheltenham. I don't think Willie Mullins was happy with her in her preparation. And uh, some of her nearest challenges here, they did run at the festival. So I think it'll depend on, on how well those mares have come out of the race and how fresh and ready Astro Diamond is going to be. Uh, I doubt I'd be backing against Astro Diamond. I think she's quite a solid favourite. But again, it is an open race lots of horses in here as you said um i think the two zoe's magical zoe and princess zoe think you can upgrade their cheltenham runs especially magical zoe who was just so far back um and had way too much ground to make up with the eventual winner you wear it well i think connections would have liked another crack at the race and it, it was a di bit disappointing that she was sent to challenge uh, too late she's definitely one to consider here but I, I do think Astro Diamond would have won had she raced at Cheltenham. So I'm, I'm not sure if any of the others are quite up to her level yet. Mm, I'm not so sure. I think um, Astro Diamond, she's a bit of a, a funny character. Probably has been put away and saved for this race. But for me, I think she's a little bit too short and could be a little bit untrustworthy. I actually quite like uh, Magical Zoe here. Um, I think that run behind You Wear It Well is actually one of the better pieces of form in the race. Um, you Wear It Well, I don't need to go on about it, was definitely my highlight of Cheltenham, put her up, Was had that form against the boys, and I just really like that angle. I know you said Astro Diamond does, but I just think Magical Zoe, I think there's a little bit more to come from her. She's a bit more lightly raced. I think a 4 to one she represents the value i think the step up and trip will help as well for me i'm gonna go for magical zoe so that's our thoughts then on the honeysuckle mares and novices hurdle we then move on to the 310 where we go to the paddy kahoo spent suspended sealand's novices hurdle it's a grade two contest and deep cave is your favourite at 7-2 for Rachel Blackmore and Henry de Bromhead. Parmian is next in at 7-2 as well. Dr. Bravo, 9-2. The Gunner Yates at 7-1. Nick Rocket at uh, 10s and bigger are the rest. Katie, um, again, there's a few horses in here, some more exposed than others. Um, which way are you going to go? Well, I'm keen to take on Parmian. So I'm going to take a chance on Deep Cave. Um, I thought he ran respectably enough at Leopardstown when last seen was half a length behind Sander Clagan, who was second in the Albert Bartlett. It's a nice type, and, and I think he could be open to further progression. Yeah, I thought this was a little bit of a tricky race. Parmian, for me, I, I could see him running well, but maybe just lacks the, the experience at this kind of level. I, I think, um, for me, I, I quite like Dr. Bravo. Um, I just think maybe he might be suited by this step up and trip. Uh, there's quite a few horses in the Supreme. It's a bit of an odd race. I'm not sure, actually, um, 
I'm not actually sure if the form will stack up, and I, I think maybe a few of the others might um, go on and progress. But for me, I think Dr. Bravo is an interesting one. I think he'll be uh, suited by um, the step up and trip. And for me, uh, yeah, I'm going to take a chance with him. He's around about 92, Keith Donahue aboard. So that's our thoughts then on the 310. We move on to the um to the 345 to the cafe and sun novices hurdle it's a grade two contest and hunter's Jian is the favorite five to two we've then got nucky johnson at four to one amir kabir at seven to one arctic brazil at sevens along with uh Jasoy and uh, bigger are the rest um katie a tight little affair this only the seven runners hunter's Jian, he was disappointing last time out in the county hurdle are we going to uh, forgive him that effort, or, uh, or um, you're going to take him on with a bigger price horse? Yeah, I wasn't at all impressed by Hunter's Yarn at Cheltenham. Uh, he is entitled to an off day, but I'm going to have to take him on. Uh, I like Nicky Johnson. I think he's been progressing really nicely, and he's bidding for a hat-trick of wins. His only hurdling defeat came on debut in a race won by three-card Bragg, and he only finished half a length behind Sander Kagan, strangely enough, as a deep cave had as well. And the other defeat um, for Nucky Johnson came um, by absolute notions in a bumper. So I think the form has worked out very well for him in that regard. And yeah, I'd be, I'd be keen to stick with him. Okay, um, I didn't really have an opinion on the race. I thought it was quite tricky. Probably one I'm going to stay away from. So that's our thoughts then on the Cafe and Send Officers Hurdle Grade 2. We then move on to the last race we're going to look at on Sunday, which is the Willow Warm Gold Cup Chase. It's a Grade 1 contest. A Mighty Potter is your favourite at 11-8. We then got Appreciate it at 4-1. So Gerhard at 9s, Flame Bear at 10s, James de Burley at 14s, and Bigger are the rest. Katie, Mighty Potter for many, was very well fancied for the Turners, uh, was the banker for many people at the Cheltenham Festival, but he was very disappointing, you have to say. Um, do we think he's going to bounce back here, though? I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, I couldn't back him after Cheltenham. He was really disappointing, and I wasn't overly impressed um, by him in the paddock. He was quite late coming to the pre-parade ring, you know, he wears that hood. Um, he can be a little bit keen and he's a big horse, but I think he, he lacked a bit of um, strength in his in his rear end there. So I wasn't that keen on him, although I had fancied him anti-post. I think if I was going on looks um, ahead of the race at Cheltenham, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been um, keen to back him there. Um, I think I appreciate it. He looked very well ahead of the race at Cheltenham obviously didn't fire as well as as many would have hoped um he would I think Sagir had he's becoming a bit of a cliff force for me um I think he would have needed the run last time he drops back in trip now which will suit and I think he'll be fitter and more prepared this time around it was obvious that Paul Townend was minding him um, in the Brown advisory. Once the race was lost, he just eased him right down. And, and that's why he finished as he did. He didn't jump the best there. And, and that is a slight worry for me. He is perhaps not the most natural chaser. But I, I do have a real soft spot for him uh, ever since he won the Ballymore. And so I, I think he could maybe show a bit more improvement with more experience over over fences and I'll be sticking with him. 
Okay, so Katie's going to go for Sir Gerhard. Um, I personally thought this was a very tricky race. Uh, James de Berle is a horse that I always get kind of sucked into, but I think I'm going to pass on him here. I didn't have a particularly strong opinion in this race. I think if I was going to have a bet, I probably would lay Mighty Potter uh, maybe um, for the win. I think he's a little bit short at 11-8. to 8. Yes, he's been good this season and he did flop last time. But I just think there's a few other interesting contenders in here. And it, again, it, I think this is a bit of a, a tricky a tricky puzzle to solve and it's not my idea of a betting heat. So for me, I'm going to pass on the race. So we now move on to Monday now where we're going to look at a few races. And the first race we're going to look at on Monday is the free. 50. It is the uh, Raffberry Glenview Studs Hurdle, a grade two contest over two and a half miles. Only six runners, but an intriguing little race. A bit of a rogues gallery, this maybe. Uh, Asturian Falange is your favourite, nine to four. We then got Monkfish making his uh, first appearance for over 700 days at 11 to four. Fildor then next in at nine to two. Beacon Edge at 15 to two. Master McShee at eight. And MHS Seahorse is your outsider at nines. Katie, a very tight, competitive race. Um, how are we going to play it? It's a really interesting race. A few favourites in here, but my heart is completely with Monkfish. I love this horse. He is one of my all-time favourites, and I can't wait to see him back. I think he's he's one of the most impressive-looking horses I've seen. He's a huge, lovely chestnut. I just hope he retains some of his ability, uh, but this will be a good run out for him. He's been off for a long while, of course, and it'll be just nice to see him back on track and and enjoying his racing. Um, all of the runners have a bit to prove at this stage in their career. It's not a race I'd be having a bet in. I really hope Monkfish runs well, and of course I'd like to see him win. Um, but I do like all of the horses in here, and, and I just hope they all give a good account of themselves and, and have a safe round. Yeah, I think that's that's it. It's probably a sit back and uh, watch race. I think Monkfish could maybe be the bet in the race for me at 11-4. to four. He's not been seen for ages. Um, and I know he's had a couple of entries, so they've probably been minding him, probably wanted to give him a, a nice introduction back. And maybe this could be the place where we see him get back uh, in the winner's circle. But yeah, it is a little bit of a tricky puzzle. So um, that's our thoughts then uh, on the 350 at Ferry House. We then move on to the McCurney Properties Ferry House Chase, another grade to contest and again only six runners easy game is your favorite two to one along with jan and deal next in at five to two french dynamite is 11 to four magic days at eights royal rendezvous at 11s and capada 80 to one again another tight little affair here katie who did we like didn't have a strong fancy in this one i think the angle i take is probably the magic days each way uh, she didn't run at Cheltenham and she would have been primed for it. Uh, this race is only a few weeks later, so hopefully she'll still be ready and, and at peak fitness. She gets plenty of weight as well and maybe she can she can get a place finish. Okay, Magic Days, uh, one to watch here uh, for Katie. We then move on to the feature race of the three-day meeting. It is the Irish Grand National. Good field here, 30 runners. The Devil's Coachman is your favourite at 8-1. Panda Boys then next in at 10 to 1, Angels Dawn at 12, Stumptown 12s, Chemical Angie 14s, Espanito Bello at 14s, I Am Maximus 14s, along with Tenzing. Very, very competitive race here, Katie. But uh, who are we going to go for? Who's on your shortlist? 
I've got a few on my shortlist here. Um, I like two of Gordon Elliott's. Actually, they're going to be my two top picks. Chemical Energy is up a pound for his Cheltenham exploits. So finished second um, in the National Hunt Cup to Guy de Manil. I think he lacked the speed to beat Guy de Manil there, but he travelled well throughout and he was staying on well at the finish too. Um, so I think, yeah, this trip, um, the trip around Berry House will be no problem. The Goffer as well has been running well in Handicap Company. I've backed him often enough, so I'll have to stick with him. He's been giving a good account of himself when um, when he was up in trip in the Ultima last month. I think a mark of 147 is stiff enough, but I think he could enter calculations at a really decent each-way price. And I'll give a shout-out to two that I will definitely be having sabres on. The Am I Right is, is the sole entry for Henry de Bromhead here. He steps up in trip as well, I'm sure. And and I think maybe it could bring some improvement um, from him. Uh, I saw him last week at the yard and he was looking really, really well in himself. So, yeah, hopefully he can run a big race um, at a big price. And also, of course, Royal Pagai is heading over for Venetia Williams, Charlie Deutsch on board. Uh, he's been one of my favourites the past couple of years. I've, I was keen on him each way at a huge price in the Gold Cup when he was really badly hampered. Uh, it was unfortunate. I think the ground will definitely help him. It is a tough task to get the weights, but he's a really classy horse on his day and I'd love to see him land a big prize. So I hope that he can do himself justice. Okay, so that's Katie Sports then on the Irish National. I think the Devil's Coachman personally has quite a good chance in this. Um, he's been a horse that's just... We've been waiting for him to land a big part, have his day in the sun. He's always looked capable of winning a race, and a big race. And I think this could be... I think he's definitely well handicapped off one four seven. The other one I quite like is the Gopher, a horse that's been really improving this season for Gordon Elliott. I thought that was... Um, a really good run in the Ultima behind the now English Grand National favourite, Corrett Trambler. I think off the mark of 147, I don't think that's bad. I think he's unexposed over these kind of trips. And for me, I think he's definitely a, a major player. So for me, uh, I'm going to go with the Goffer each way at 20 to 1. But I think the Devil's Coachman definitely has a favourite chance. So he is going to be uh, my main selection in the race. So that's our thoughts then over Fairy House. Katie, is there anything else that we haven't covered that you just want to mention yeah in the 3.15 at Fairy House on Easter Monday Zophany Bay is back in action for Peter Fahey uh, he ran remarkably well at Ascot in February after a long layoff finished second there um, he wasn't suited to the quite sticky going at Sandown um, in March but I think he could be capable of bouncing back he's been looking well on the gallops so hopefully he can run a good race at around 16 to 1 and uh, a horse that I often put up and answered for um, AJ Martin but he runs there as well so yeah he's one to consider so thanks again then for Katie for giving up her time hopefully we've pointed you in the direction of some winners this Easter weekend please remember to gamble responsibly we're available on social media on Twitter and Insta if you don't do so already remember to follow us on there and subscribe to all the major podcast platforms thanks again and we'll be seeing you soon